Thank you. Uh, good morning. How are we doing? Good. It's good to see you. Uh, uh, my name's Dave, if you don't know me. Uh, I'm part of King's. Uh, but as Luke mentioned, there's also a number of us that have just recently moved to West Lothian uh, to be part of a church plant. Uh, it's very much something we're doing as a church. So this is us as King's Edinburgh uh, planting into Livingston in West Lothian. Uh, and yesterday was really important. Yesterday we had our first weekend gathering. Uh, so there's a few pictures on the, on the top there. Uh, we met in a community centre and we worshipped, uh, Matt spoke and we prayed, uh, and then we went back for a barbecue uh, and we had a number of kind of guests, neighbours, uh, friends come to the barbecue. It just felt like a really good day, it just felt like we were kind of putting a stake in the ground, saying, you know, we're here, uh, this is the start. So uh, it's great to be doing it together, so please keep praying for us. Uh, you know, this is very much us as a church planting this church, so uh, just pray for us, you know, pray that God would build a great church uh, in Livingston. Um, The passage we're looking at today is the only passage in the Bible that talks about a living stone. Uh, And I'm not sure if if when Luke was kind of planning the road, he saw living stone, living stone, living stone, and then thought, oh, Dave can preach on that passage. But that's the way it is, and it's 1 Peter chapter 2. So if you want to find it, if you have a Bible, it's 1 Peter chapter 2. But just by way of introduction, um, I saw a picture on Facebook a couple of weeks ago, which is going to appear on the screen. Uh, and it had the, uh, the hashtag, is it, or tagline, or I'm not sure, the, the words under the photo uh, read, a helpful flowchart to explain current UK politics. <laughs> a helpful flowchart to explain current UK politics, which I thought was quite good. And um, when you think about what's happened in the last few weeks, uh, and then you think about this week, you think of Zimbabwe and, and Nice and, and Turkey, There's times when the world can just feel like it's this kind of uncertain and unstable and unpredictable mess. Uh, And I think it's quite apt. We're we're speaking as a church on a series called Living a Life of Hope. Uh, And and when you kind of look at the world, you know, like it's been in the last week or so, I I don't think, you just kind of realise we need some hope. Uh, And I believe as Christians, we're meant to be those that are characterised by hope. You know, that the world can be crumbling around you Everyone else can be unsure and uncertain, but we're standing there firm because we've got hope. And I want to give you something to hope in this morning, something secure and concrete that you can put your hope in, even if everything else is upside down. Uh, It's a bit like in an aeroplane. Imagine you're in an aeroplane. Hopefully you're not just about to go on your holidays, but imagine you're on an aeroplane and you crash, uh, and it's nighttime and the aeroplane crashes into the sea. Uh, And before you know it, you're being ushered out through the emergency exit, down the slide, and suddenly you're in the sea. Uh, And it's dark, it's nighttime, it's cold, it's wavy. Imagine how you would feel if you put your feet down, expecting to feel nothing, and you put your feet down and it hits solid ground. And you realise, actually, we've landed on a rock. We've landed on something secure. Uh, And I want to give us that kind of thing, that something secure to put our feet on, to put our hope in, even when everything else feels like it's perhaps crashing around us. Uh, And there's nothing much more secure than a rock. So, you know, rocks are solid, rocks are secure, and the Bible keeps telling us that God is a rock. Uh, Jesus said, he he told a story of um, building a house on a rock, and he said, if you come to me and obey me and hear my words, you're like someone that's building their house on a rock. You know, even when the storms of life come, the house stands secure. And I've just been reading the Psalms recently, and on and on it talks about God as a rock. It says things like, there's no rock like God. 
The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my rock in whom I take refuge. There's no rock except God. Blessed be my rock. O Lord, my rock, lead me to the rock that's high. On and on it goes. Um, God is a rock. So if we're looking for something to hope in, we can hope in this, that God is a rock. Uh, And the passage we're going to look at talks of Jesus as a rock, and it actually talks of him as four different types of stone. So it talks of Jesus as a a rejected stone, uh, a rock of offence, a cornerstone, and a living stone. We're just going to spend a few minutes looking at each of those rocks or stones, Uh, and I guess I'm praying that there would just be one thing for each person. You know, as we kind of look at these things, there's just going to be one standout thing that's going to really help you uh, and give you some hope. So, that's what we're going to do. Why don't we pray, and then we'll read there 1 Peter 2. Um, Father, I really pray for that. Lord, I want to pray today that hope would fill our hearts. Uh, Lord, that every person here would hear from you, and there would just be one thing that they can take away and say, yeah, that's, that's helped me. That's uh, kind of helped my heart. That's helped secure my life. So, We're just asking God you would speak by your Holy Spirit and just bring your word alive uh, in Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, so 1 Peter uh, chapter 2. Interestingly, Peter is obviously described by Jesus as a rock, uh, but he's a close friend of Jesus. So this is Peter, the close friend of Jesus. Uh, He says to him, As you come to him, Jesus, a living stone, rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For as it stands in Scripture, behold, I'm laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious, and whoever believes in him, i.e. Jesus, will never be put to shame. I thought it was great that um, Rachel read that psalm about uh, we look to him and... Whoever looks to him, their face will never be covered in shame. I thought that was just such a good song. But whoever believes in Jesus will not be put to shame. Uh, The honour is therefore for those who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone the builders rejected has become the cornerstone, a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. But you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you might proclaim the excellences of him who called you out of darkness into his marvellous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once you'd not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Okay, so we're going to look at those four stones, a rejected stone, a rock of offence, a cornerstone, and a living stone. So a rejected stone. Uh, Let me tell you a story. It's a true story. Uh, It's about a guy called Michael Sparks. Uh, And Michael Sparks went charity shop shopping. Uh, And we're going to see a picture of him on the screen. Uh, Michael Sparks, he bought three things in the charity shop. He bought some candlesticks, some salt and pepper shakers, and that's the kind of stuff you maybe would imagine you'd get in a charity shop. But then he bought a poster of the US Declaration of Independence, just because he thought it was a bit quirky. Uh, And he paid $2.48 for this copy of the US Declaration of Independence. And he took it home to his flat. One of his friends saw it and said to him, this looks quite old, you know, are you sure this is... You know, like a recent copy. So he had it investigated, and it turns out that he had just bought, for $2.48, an original copy of the US Declaration of Independence. <laughs> uh, it went to auction, and it sold for just under half a million dollars. He'd bought it for $2.48. This thing that he thought was a fake, that he thought was worth nothing, turned out to be so precious. 
And it, it made the news, so it was on TV, it was in the newspapers, you know, man buys original copy, US Declaration of Independence, $2.48, sells for half a million. When that made the news, there would have been one person who would have felt sick. <laughs> because that was the person that put it in the charity shop. They had it in their possession, but they thought it was worth nothing, and they rejected it. And it turns out it was so precious. Uh, and that's what the passage, how it's describing Jesus. It says, he's a stone that the builders rejected, but he's chosen and precious. Uh, and Jesus is like, Jesus was rejected. He was, people thought he was a fake. They thought he was worthless. They mocked him. They crucified him. But it turns out he's so precious. The stone the builders rejected is chosen and precious. And um, I guess I want to say at the start, because I know here there'll be some people who you're in that position where, you know, you've got Jesus in front of you, and you know, it's like you're holding that US Declaration of Independence, and you've got two options. You're either going to reject it and say, no, it's worth nothing, let's cast it aside, or you're going to go on and discover it's so precious. And I just want to urge you, if you're in that situation where you're looking into Jesus, don't quickly reject him, but go on. Many of us have discovered that this thing in front of us is so precious. So keep searching, keep looking, he's so precious. And why is Peter talking about a rejected stone? I think it's because his readers have been rejected. Uh, The people that Peter is writing to were suffering and being persecuted because of their faith. All through the book you get that... uh, that information. So, for example, it talks about them unjustly suffering because they're conscious of God. Uh, they're suffering for doing good. Uh, people speaking maliciously against them. Uh, people heaping abuse on them. These were people that were getting rejected because of their faith. And I think Peter is saying, look, Jesus, it's, well, it actually says, Jesus, the living stone, rejected by men, but chosen and precious. And then it says, and you like living stones. In other words, this is Jesus, the living stone, rejected, but chosen and precious. And you, you're being rejected, but you know what? You're chosen and precious. And I think there's something about knowing that we're chosen by God and that we're precious to him that really helps when we're feeling rejected. I um, I, I was chatting to someone a couple of weeks ago who's just gone through a divorce and their husband committed adultery and, and left them. And um, she was willing to forgive, willing to take him back. But he said, no, sorry, I, I don't love you anymore. I don't want to be with you. I'm, I'm off. And she's just left feeling worthless and rejected. And I think there's something about knowing that when we're rejected by men, if we know that we're chosen by God and precious to him, it doesn't necessarily make it easy, but it definitely helps. And it gives us something to hope in. And all of us at some point will experience rejection. Say, so you might get rejected by a family member, Maybe you get left out at work. Maybe people talk about you behind your back. Maybe because of your faith, you don't get invited to certain functions. Maybe you always got chosen last on the football team. Uh, Maybe you keep going for job interviews and you keep getting told, sorry, you're just not quite the right person for us. Uh, Maybe you just don't fit in. Maybe you find it hard to make friends. It can happen in church as well. You know, maybe you sang in the worship band and they never invited you back. Maybe, uh, you know, maybe you're a small group leader and someone came to your small group and then they never came back. You know, we can feel rejection in a whole load of different ways. And if we know that we're chosen and precious to God, it just so helps us. It kind of gives us a robustness that actually, this doesn't really matter because God thinks I'm chosen, or God has chosen me and he thinks I'm precious. So I guess that's my first point. I want you to know that you're chosen and precious. 
Because when you experience rejection, it's really going to help you. And some of you will be experiencing it now. You'll just be sitting there feeling worthless. Or, I just feel rejected. And you just need to hear that God has chosen you and that you're precious to him. So just let it sink in. You're chosen by God and you're precious to him. Like Christ, like Peter's readers, we can be rejected by men, but chosen and precious to God. Okay, so Jesus is a rejected stone. Secondly, um, it says that Jesus is a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. In other words, some people will stumble over Jesus and find him offensive. And I guess, therefore, because of your faith in Jesus, there's times when people will stumble over you and find you offensive. Uh, I had this at work a couple of weeks ago. I mean, it was bizarre. So I, I, I work in a school, I'm a teacher, and someone, someone had heard, one of, my, one of my colleagues had heard that I was a Christian from one of the kids. So one of the kids had told this colleague that I was a Christian. She literally stormed into my room and, and just went for me. She was like, surely you're not a Christian. Tell me you're not a Christian. How can you be a science teacher and a Christian? Tell me you're not one of those Christians that believes the Bible. And she just went for me. And, and she was offended just because I was a Christian. And it says that for some people, it says, verse 8, people that don't believe, they can find Jesus a stumbling block and a rock of offence. Um, it's been quite good recently. There's been a number of uh, Christians who have kind of got prominent positions. But every time that happens, people seem to take offence. Uh, so Tim Farron, who leads the Lib Dems, uh, when he became the leader of the Lib Dems, there was loads written in the media about how can you possibly have a Christian leading a major uh, political party? Um, and, um, you know, how can you have someone that, you know, claims that they hear from God and is led by God leading a, a political party? Uh, you had it with Dan Walker, who presents BBC Breakfast, he used to present uh, Football Focus. Uh, when he got the job as presenter of BBC Breakfast, it came out that he's a Christian who believes in creation. And there was uproar. You know, how can you have someone that believes in creation presenting the news? People took offence. Uh, you had it recently with um, Stephen Crabb, who was one of the leadership, uh, lead, one of the leadership, one of the Tory leadership candidates. Uh, again, I just saw on TV he just got slated because he was a Christian, uh, and at some point he'd suggested that homosexuality was wrong, and it was just getting people were offended. And um, there's times when we're going to offend just because we're Christians, just because we believe the Bible. People may take offence and. I just felt challenged, though, I read this, that, so, that, that that's okay. You know, I think sometimes we, we think we need to adjust what we think or what we say because we need to make Christianity acceptable and, and palatable. And I think there's a danger that by kind of lowering what we believe or adjusting our morality to try and make it a bit less offensive, we actually lose what we stand for. And I just felt God say it's okay sometimes that people take offence. Jesus wasn't afraid that people took offence at him. He totally polarised. So some people found Jesus to be precious. Other people wanted to crucify him. Uh, and it's okay sometimes that people stumble over Jesus. Don't, don't deliberately do it. Don't deliberately offend. Don't deliberately uh, be insensitive. But sometimes just by believing, it's okay if people take offence. Um, Lloyd, I was playing with uh, Lloyd's. Uh, Lloyd and Jay, and, and he had this picture, and we're going to watch a video, because he had this kind of uh, video, kind of a word about Ice Age, so we'll, we'll watch a clip and then I'll uh, explain the relevance, hopefully.
So the story, in case you haven't seen Ice Age, uh, basically all the animals are migrating south, uh, and then you get Manny, this massive, uh, I was going to say elephant, but he's not as he is, something. Uh, he's, he's walking the opposite direction. It's clear, clearly not an elephant. Um, and it's going to sometimes feel like that in your Christian faith, that you're, the whole world is going in this direction, or believes this, or acting like this, and it's just, it's just going to feel like you're going against the flow. Uh, and, and the word that Lloyd had was, we were praying about this, this church plant in Livingston, and it was in the midst of this whole European referendum, and it just felt like the whole country was saying no to immigrants. You know, no, keep them out, push them back, close the borders. Uh, and Lloyd's word was actually as a church, let's be those that welcome in. Actually, no, we're going to say, you're so welcome. We want everyone from every nationality, every background. You're so, we love immigrants. And uh, there's going to be times in your life where you're just going to feel like you're at odds with the world. Uh, and like that little, okay, my animals are terrible, that little dog-like thing um, <laughs> that, that said, you know, he was saying, do the world a favour. You know, do the world a favour, get out of the way. And people will say that to you, you know, come on, get with the flow, get with what the world believes, when actually we just need to keep going. And not be too worried if people stumble or take offence. Jesus wasn't afraid to offend. So he's a stone of stumbling and a rock of offence. Okay, thirdly. Oh, and this is so good. If you've been asleep, wake up. Because uh, it describes Jesus as a cornerstone. The stone that the, the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. It's like the ultimate irony that this, uh, this stone that they chucked out turns out to be the most important stone. The cornerstone. Uh, a cornerstone, let me define it for you. A cornerstone, or sometimes called a foundation stone, it's the first stone set in the foundation of a construction. It's important because all other stones are set in reference to this stone, thus determining the position of the entire structure. Uh, there's a picture of a cornerstone. Um, so basically a cornerstone, it's a large stone, it's put in first, and everything else is meant to line up to the cornerstone. In other words, everything is built on the cornerstone and lines up with the cornerstone. So in other words, when it's talking about Jesus as the cornerstone, it's saying you need to build your life on Jesus and you need to align your life to him so that your thinking, your doing, how you act, what decisions you make, they're meant to line up with Jesus. And uh, you can build a great life for yourself. You can get a great career and a great family and a great home and a great reputation. But if it's not built on the foundation stone, on the cornerstone, and if it's not aligned to the cornerstone, then it's built in the wrong place. And there was a story in 2013. They built a £7 million cinema in Cambridge. This £7 million cinema complex. And they started the construction... And they realised halfway through that it was built 75 centimetres too far north. So it was out of position, according to the plans, by 75 centimetres. So they, they, they applied to the council to amend their planning permission, and the council rejected it. So they had no option but to dismantle the building and rebuild it 75 centimetres further north. And it might be that you've built your life and you need to dismantle some things in order to align them in the right place, which is on this cornerstone of Jesus. So I want to ask you, is your life built on this cornerstone? Is everything about your life based on him? Is everything lined up with him? And if not, there might be things, and even now you might think of things where you think, actually, it, it's not really got Jesus as the foundation. You might need to dismantle some things and realign some things and adjust some things to get your life 
built on this cornerstone. Okay, and fourthly, Jesus is a living stone. Okay, so, and again, for some of you, this is going to really help you, I think. Um, it describes Jesus as a living stone, but then it says, and you are being, you like living stones, are being built into a spiritual house, a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices to God. So, Jesus is a living stone, but you and me and us, we are living stones. And um, a stone on its own, so if I got this stone, it's a great stone, but it's not really doing anything on its own. You know, the whole point of a stone is it's meant to be a part of a building. So this, this building is built of stones, in fact, quite big stones, but one of those stones on its own has no real purpose. It's not really doing anything. It's only when these stones are built together that you actually build something of significance. And the passage is saying that we're living stones being built together into this spiritual house to offer worship to God. Um, you were never meant to be an individual Christian doing your own thing. Individual Christians are like individual stones. You know, they can look like a stone, that's fine. But the whole point was we were meant to be built together into something greater. Uh, and the passage gives us some great descriptions. It says we're going to be this spiritual house, uh, this holy priesthood. So not just individual priests, but a priesthood. Uh, not just individuals, but a chosen race. Not just a person, but a holy nation. Uh, a people for God's own possession. God is after a people, a community, built together. Or in other words, the church. The church is God's people, God's community, and you're part of that, a living stone meant to be built in as part of the structure. And I think there's really real hope in that. Because when life gets tough, or if you're at work and you're the only Christian, and that's hard, knowing that you're part of a community that supports you and believes and is with you, that can really help you and give you hope. And I guess I want to ask the question, are you part of the church or part of a church? Not just, not just necessarily kings, you might be visiting, but are you part, are you built into a church? Because you, you, can, you can go along, you can attend a church, but the whole point of a stone is it's meant to be cemented in. It's meant to be you know, a permanent part of the structure. Are you built in to a church? Are you helping to build this spiritual house, this holy, you know, this building that's going to offer spiritual worship to God. I guess if you're not, practical step, fill in a connect card. Start to get connected. Start to build yourself in. Start to be a part of what God is building here in Edinburgh or here in your location. So there you go, four stones. So Jesus is a rejected stone. He's a stone of stumbling, a rock of offence. He's a cornerstone and he's a living stone. So I guess I'm hoping that one of those has spoken to you, and I guess in conclusion, the conclusion is this, that the world might be falling apart, it might be uncertain, it might be unstable, it might be unpredictable. Let's get Jesus as our foundation, as this rock that we can stand on. Get built into a church, be a living stone, part of a community, and when life is tough, when you feel like people are stumbling over you or offended by your faith or rejecting you because of your faith, just remember that Jesus was rejected, but you're chosen and you're precious to God. Okay, we're going to respond, we're going to pray together, we're going to sing a song, say if the band wants to come up, and if you want to stand, let's, uh, let's respond to...
Say, why don't you just ponder? Say, something that I've said that stood out to you, why don't we just bring it to God and just in your heart, just be praying to God. God, okay, I'm challenged about being a living stone built into a house. God, help me to do that. Or, do you know what, God, I I do just feel worthless. Thank you that I'm chosen and precious. Whatever it's been, just let's, why don't we just all, just in our hearts, a, a minute or so, and then I'll lead us in some prayer. Let's just do some business with God. So just in, just in your heart, just come to God. If you're feeling rejected, remind yourself that you've, he's chosen you, that you're precious. If you're in that category of you're holding him in your hands and you're not sure whether you're going to reject him or go on to discover he's precious, why don't you say today, God, show me that you're precious. Show me how precious Jesus is. Father, I want to pray for every heart. I want to pray, I just want to pray for you to fortify it. I thank you this is a phenomenal truth, that there is a God who is a rock that we can stand on. And I thank you it's secure that when life crashes down around us, we can stand tall because we've got a hope that we're standing on a rock. And so, Lord, I want to just pray you'd strengthen every heart. I pray every heart that is feeling rejected or worthless, or where life's just been tough because of their faith. Oh God, I want to pray, just cement it in right now that they're chosen and precious to you. God, I want to pray there'd just be such release because they know that they're chosen by you and they're precious to you. Uh, And Lord, I thank you that you're building a church. Thank you that your mission on the earth is to build glorious churches. So Lord, help us to knit ourselves in. Lord, I pray you'd add people in. Anyone here that doesn't feel quite at home in a church, I want to pray, cement them in as a living stone part of what you're building but Lord, we just want to thank you that you're a rock uh, and also for this cornerstone Lord I pray help us to line up with you God I want to pray again for all of us I'm sure there's little things in our lives that are out of alignment so God help us today to put things straight uh, and realign them to this cornerstone and to build on Jesus as this foundation stone thank you Lord amen